Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Amen. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so glad that you're here. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for a wonderful and prosperous year. Yes, it has been a very challenging year, a very taxing year, really an uphill battle. But God has been with us every step of the way. Amen. We should be grateful. Hello, praise the Lord. We should be grateful, amen? There are many who began this journey with us that are not here anymore. They left. It was time for them to leave. Some may be a bit premature, God knows, amen? But we made it this far, amen? We made it this far. There were some people that were here on the planet three weeks ago. They're gone. But we're still here. So we want to thank the Lord for his mercy and his grace and his purpose and plan in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. We don't realize how much he has saved us from, how many times we would have been gone if it was left up to the enemy. But God preserved us. God sustained us. God held on to us. And God maintained us. There have been many times when we could have been gone in a split second, but God stepped in. But God. And we need to be thankful. We need to be appreciative. We need to remember. We need to be grateful. We need to praise him and bless his holy name. Amen? I know that many of us uh, have shared our experiences in our testimony in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. But there have been many times that God has stepped in for you, and you were not even aware the danger was so close. Amen? You were not even aware. Why? Because God was there. So as this year draws to a close, and a new year is about to open and unfold to us, I want us to take a little time tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, and truly thank the Lord for his intervention and his rescue and his deliverances and his healings for us. We've been saved from dangers seen and many more dangers not seen. Amen? We won't know until we get home all that God has done for us. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to be grateful right now. 
we need to acknowledge that God is truly on our side. And that even through the night season, he has protected us. He's watched over us. That he has guided us and directed us and counseled us and encouraged us and corrected us and encouraged us and corrected us and encouraged us and and helped us to go forward. There have been times when some of us have decided that, well, we needed to quit, and God's saying, no, it's time to grow up. Let's get on with this. Amen? If God hadn't been there, we would be back where we were last year. No progress, just showing up, saying, well, my name's on the church roll. No, we've grown. And perhaps we need to take stock of who we used to be last year as opposed to who we are today. We want to thank the Lord, amen, for his goodness, for his mercy, for his grace. Because truly, without him, we might not be here now. Many of you have explained to me and shared with me your own trials, your own ups and downs, and the warfare that you've experienced all year. Amen? Well, we wouldn't have made it through that warfare without the Lord. Let us not forget that. We would not have made it through the warfare without the Lord. Some of us have had miraculous healings in our body, in our minds, and spirit. But none of that would have happened without the Lord. So, before you wave goodbye to this year and say good riddance, perhaps, just perhaps, you need to set aside a little time to lay before the Lord and give him true thanks and true praise and true worship. You see, you share some things with us in your praise report. But there are things that God has done for you this year that you really can't share with anybody but God. You know it's the truth. And you need to thank him for waking you up in the middle of the night so you can pray. You need to thank him for bringing you back to your senses when your mind was going the wrong way. You need to thank him for intervening in your family matters when they were going off the kilter. You need thank God. It makes a difference. It's not, oh, thank you, God. No. It comes from the depths of your being. It's true praise, true thanksgiving. It's true worship. But you see, you don't need an orchestra to do that. No, you don't need an orchestra. You need you and God. 
And that's really where it ought to come from. It ought to come from the inside of you. Amen? He's do that praise. It belongs to him. It belongs to him. It's the praise that if you were in a church building, other people would never get to witness because you're too composed, we'll call it, to let that level of emotion come through you in front of other people. It's the praise that he gets in the middle of the night. It's the praise that he gets when he brings you through that surgery. It's the praise that he gets when you get that report from the doctor and everything's okay. Amen? It's that praise. It's that praise. When the judgment in the courtroom is finally on your side. It's that praise. He is due that praise. And everyone ought to render to God what he is due. Amen? So I want to encourage you, as this year moves away and moves on into history, don't let this year expire giving God the praise that he is truly due. Don't let anybody or anything get in your way. If you have to go in the garage and sit in your car, God receives your praise even then. Amen? Amen. God receives your praise even then. Praise the Lord. Also, want to encourage everybody to use some wisdom. Amen. There'll be people celebrating in all kinds of ways. Get out of their way. Amen. (laughs) Use some wisdom. And if they're not celebrating in a manner that would honor God, you need to get out of their way. Don't wait for them to figure out that they need to change. Just don't bother. You need to get out of their way. Amen? I've been doing that all throughout the holiday. People have been cutting in front of me in traffic. It's not the right of way for them. They just barge ahead. They're at a stop sign, and the car never stops. It just keeps rolling. Let them go right ahead. You'll be alive. Your car will be intact. And they're not going to change anyway. Amen? Use some wisdom. Get out of their way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? Use some wisdom. Get out of their way. You'll be glad you did. And I'm certain your insurance company will be too. Almost Happy New Year to everyone. And almost happy New Year's Eve to everyone. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Internet church, 
And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that happens to be wherever you are in the world. Amen? We also meet on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S., and whatever time that happens to be wherever you are. Amen? So we want to encourage everyone to use some wisdom, caution, and some safety. Amen? Praise the Lord. God is good, but he expects us to act like him, not like them. Praise God. Now, I would like to say something else to our first-time listeners. We are inviting you to join us in our chat room, and our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. If you're on a computer or you're on a tablet, Uh, When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click Page Changes, click Guest. When the page changes again, sign in using your own name. That's right, to tell the truth. Sign in using your own name and say hi to the saints and the saints will greet you. Amen? If you're on a cell phone, when the page comes up across the banner, there'll be three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines. That's your link to all the other links on the page. Amen? So you just go to the one that we just mentioned, MIC Radio Chat, sign in, greet everyone, and proceed on. Amen? Amen. You're so welcome, and we're so glad that you could join us. Amen. Praise God. So let's begin tonight. We have a not a lot, but some things to talk about that the Lord wants us to, to pay attention to. And I want to thank the Lord for his care and love for this ministry and its membership. God has moved mountains in our lives this year, saints. You may not realize it the way I do because I get to see it from a different perspective. But God has moved mountains in your life. Don't forget to thank him. You see, we've been faithful to God. We've done the fasting. Now, some have an opinion, but the fast we do are the fast that God chooses for us. The fast we do are the fast that God himself chooses for us. Amen? They may not be what some people think ought to be done, but they suit God just fine. 
Amen? They suit him just fine. It's what he has chosen for us. We've been called to offer to him request for adjudication. It may not be what others are doing, but it's what he's called us to do. It's our part. So God has responded to us because we have humbled ourselves and decided to obey him. We have decided to be faithful. We have decided to continue with the charge from Second Chronicles. God does not take that lightly, saints. It's important to him that we honor him and that we honor his word through obedience. So, as you're contemplating and as you're meditating and as you're reflecting, remember, we've been faithful all year, and God rewards the faithful. God himself reward the faithful. Amen? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you with praise and thanksgiving. We come before you in humility, Lord, thanking you for every single miracle. Whether it was shared with us or not, we thank you for all of your intervention and all of the answers and solutions to our prayers. We want to thank you. You listen to every prayer, even when we didn't get it all said just right. You received our repentance. You heard our cry and you answered, and we thank you for that. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the celebration of his sacrifice and his victory. We thank you for establishing the love of God in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for prayer. We thank you that you're teaching us to do spiritual warfare. You're teaching us how to win the war. You're teaching us how to mature, how to be saints like Jesus was on the earth. You're causing us to see what we've never seen before and hear what we've never heard before. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for your multiplied grace toward us. You are always present, Lord, when we come together in your name. Not just because you made us a promise, but because you want to be in our midst. We want to thank you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, The Bible says that it matters not to you whether you save by many or by few. Thank you. 
We are a worldwide congregation in countries all over the world. And we have an effect all over the world. We have an effect all over the world. And the enemy knows it. So we want to thank you, Father, for so honoring us with these responsibilities, and with these callings in Jesus' name. Thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. We thank you for your warring, linking angels that surround us the praising angels that cover us, and your ministering spirits, Father, that do your bidding. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to cooperate with you, Lord. Help us to cooperate with your kingdom. Help us to appreciate you more. Help us to appreciate your kingdom and the body of Christ. You know, Lord, some people say money is the root of all evil, but that's not the truth because the scriptures declare that it is the love of money that is the root of evil, and we see it in our world. It's the greed and the covetousness and the avarice that gets us in trouble. Money is just a tool that you allow us to use to do your will and to serve the needs of others. But greed is the urge to get more and more of something, whether it be money or food or possessions or anything else. You see, Father, greed in us causes us to be too attached to the things of the world. So as a result, when we're operating in greed, We're often anxious or worried about losing what we already have. The generous soul that you have called us to be is truly free indeed. The generous soul can open their hands and take the good things that you bring into our lives. Equally so, we can open our hands and let them go. It gives us joy to share, and we don't lose, and we don't worry, and we don't fret. We know that you have plenty to give and that your grace cannot be exhausted. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you reveal to us our own personal greed. Help us to recognize our true priority. Make us to see where we spend too much, whether it's too much money, too much time, too much attention, or too much of something else. Show us things that we could do without to resist the persistent voices that come to us constantly via commercials and ads and other people's opinions 
telling us that we need more. Creating us, Father, a generous heart. Part of our riches, Lord, are to help others. So what are they if we don't use them to help others? Show us, Father, that greed actually weighs us down. It does not give us joy. When greed rules our heart, we cannot have satisfaction. It's ever enough. We can't enjoy what we have because we are entirely too focused on what we don't have. Help us, Father, to receive and to give pleasure in the things that are truly most important, the things that cannot be accumulated and stored away. Like a friend's presence or the beauty that you have created in the earth or the word of God and sharing it with a hungry soul. Help us to remember, Father, that our value does not depend on what we own or what we could own. But instead, if we allow greed to come between you and us, between others and ourselves, and even between ourselves and our true self in Christ, we are wrong, and we need your help. So, Father, wherever we are in this road of life, help us to leave greed behind this year. Let it not be in our suitcases or in our knapsacks or in our backpacks, or in anything else that we take into the next year. Let us leave greed behind. Let us not worship any false god. Help us to worship you and to worship you alone. that you are a shepherd and we shall not want, and that you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast all of our cares upon you, Father, because we know that you care for us. We thank you that we are receiving healings and miracles all the time. You're blessing us, and we're seeking your face. You're changing us, and by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we have been healed. We praise you and thank you for our prosperity and good health, even as our souls prosper. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
From our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the bush and in the deep. And in the heavenly. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital technology demons and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, Kundalini and brainwashing spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, all sex devils and their attacks, all unclean spirits, and their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, pain afflict privation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind all seducing, womanizing, quartum spirits and their attacks. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crime, pornography, demonic curiosity. We bind you in the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. We bind bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. We bind pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons, in Jesus' holy name. Oh, we thank you, Lord, and we give you the praise. We thank you, and we give you the praise. We bind all sorcery devils in their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, whoredom spirits, and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attacks all hypnotic and trance devils in their attack, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, targeted radio frequencies, pulse weapons in their attack, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers, and the magicians, we bind every order of magic and mystic art. We, we bind Buddhist black magic, 
Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, Indonesian, Chinese, Russian, German, Slavic, in the Netherlands, Denmark, UK, Canada, Spain, Bolivia, Argentina, Chile, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Caribbean, Jamaican. Haitian, Rula Radio Sunday Brisha Radia Sarabare, Ruka de Brisha Radio Sula Radia, Indigenous Groups, Tribal Groups, Covens, Rela Radio Sutra Brike, Isha Radia Sa, Unscrupulous Rela Radio Sunday Brisha Tarabroca, Salaria Globalist Groups, Ergoho Rakisa, Meshe, Rita Dabruca de Brusha de Dabra, Tribal Groups, Erikisa, Yurukoho Lediand, Rikita Brisha de Dabroca de Sex. Oragisa, la 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 sa, rum de la broca, la lidia de riquisi, la lidia soto, runga de la brasha, la lidia sata, la lidia sura, catarabri. Groups of every kind, rank, and order, in Jesus' holy name. We bind their witchcraft, we bind their voodoos, their hoodoos, their jujus, and we return it from whence it came, in Jesus' name, according to the covenant. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog. We bind every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic and human reasoning and science and demonic knowledge and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, Hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, 
retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, binding all wizardry, black magic, and jujus, and tribal rituals of witchcraft and the occult, returning them wherever they came from, according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, Devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, the Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab, and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, Death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you and the king of pride and all of his agents in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in the name of Jesus. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Mammon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses and false deities. In the name of Jesus Christ. We bind Atlas and Baphomet in his 72, and we chain them with eternal chains and darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in the name of Jesus. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind and break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact, along with the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grips, and the evil powers that are being used in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. 
We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus Christ over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind it now in the name of Jesus Christ, along with all evil, wicked, and unclean thoughts, and we sever them from us in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves and our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over every form, order, type, and rank of interference in our transportation in Jesus' name. We thank you that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us, and we give you praise. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over every demon that would attack us in the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anything or anyone trying to get into our dreams. We thank you for your protection, Lord. We plead Psalm 91 over all the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries, and we thank you for your fiery wall of protection around us. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoos, and anything sent from the enemy, and we return it in Jesus' holy name. We burn and destroy all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We cut ourselves free in the name of Jesus. We break down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in the name of Jesus Christ. We break and destroy the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, fetish, charms, prayers and thoughts, voodoo, magic, all mind control, jinxes, bewitchments, death spirits, sickness, pain, incense and candle burnings, torment, destruction, prayer chains that are ungodly, psychic warfare, incantations, root works, crystals, tribal rituals, sins, and all such in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We take authority, dominion, and power over spirits of hatred, bitterness, murder, unforgiveness. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we forgive all that uh, such that should be forgiven by us in Jesus' holy name. Oh, hallelujah. We give you the praise. Whether we know what they have done or not, Lord, we forgive them by faith in Jesus' name, according to your word. We bind all spirit guides, and we forbid you from influencing witches or warlocks or divinators against us in the name of Jesus. We destroy spirits of wizardry, spirits of envy and jealousy, sorcery, bitterness, murder, hate, and all ungodly powers being sent against the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. You will not be able to use your agents any longer, Satan, because we bind them and you in Jesus' name. We bind all spirits of blindness, spiritual bondage, fear, hate, oppression in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for a new year. We thank you for increased blessing. We thank you for the provisions of obedience. And we give you praise and release the forgiveness. We release the forgiveness that we received at Calvary from Jesus Christ upon the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries and the body of Christ in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, saints, sometimes we need forgiveness and we're not aware of it yet. Amen. Praise God. I'm sure you understand that. So our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 90, Psalm 90. And our verse for, verses, rather, for, me, for meditation are found in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. Galatians, chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. Our featured ebook is Shape-Shifting Children. Shape-Shifting Children. Father, in the name of Jesus, There are some of us that have committed heinous crimes. You know, the kinds of crimes against your kingdom and against you, Lord Jesus, that in the book of Revelation, the Lord says that these kinds of things cause us to enter into the second death. Lord we ask for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to so work in our lives 
that we are brought to an end of ourselves and our own foolishness, our own backwardness, our own rebellion, and our own rejection of your word and your way. We ask you, Lord, to tear down the walls of hindrance, blockage, and resistance that we have erected in our own thoughts and hearts that are contrary to the word of God. We ask you, Father, for yet another chance to do right. We've done wrong and a lot of wrong. We've come to church and lied. We didn't confess our whole sin. We only confessed what we wanted you to take care of. We were not honest and open and transparent. No, Father, we've been lying for a long time. We've been committing sins that we knew were sins because we know the Ten Commandments. But we ask you, Lord, to forgive us. And we ask you to strengthen us that we might walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit and to your word. We give you praise for it, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. The Lord says there is mercy extended to those that will pray that prayer. Some of us don't realize how close we are to death. We need mercy. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So our guest call-in number remains area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. That's area code 319 319- Five two seven six two three five and press one. And the Lord wants to talk to us tonight about this better than gold. Better than gold. Wisdom comes from our God. True wisdom. is not necessarily found in the Wall Street Journal. True wisdom is found in our God and in his holy word. It is the power of judging rightly and following the righteous and most sound course of action. It is the power of judging rightly righteously and following the righteous and most sound course of action. This knowledge is based on proven knowledge, experience, understanding, and learning, which is acquired over a period of time. We have witnessed our society 
move further away from truth and embrace deep deception. Some no longer remember that there are indeed truths that we hold dear. We still maintain that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, life not death before and doing birth. No, life. Speak life. Liberty, not censored. And the pursuit of happiness, not controlled plans of tyrannical men, governments, and institutions. Proverbs, chapter 3. Proverbs, chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. Proverbs, chapter beginning with verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Happy, not miserable, not drunk all the time, not gambling his money away, not running around with loose women, but happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Happy is the woman that findeth wisdom and isn't out chasing who she thinks will be the next love of her life or trying to buy enough stuff, rather rent on her credit card, to make her look fabulous, competing with someone else for something else that is not hers. Happy is the woman that findeth wisdom, and the man or the woman that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. Now, we all know that gold and silver are much valued metals in our society and world. But God says to us, wisdom is far better. We ought to believe him. He's never wrong. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And that includes trying to use Bitcoin. How much better is it to get wisdom than dollars or euros 
or whatever currency you have. And to get understanding, rather to be, and to get understanding, rather to be chosen than silver. I know you have your 401k, and I know some of you have retirement savings plans, and I know you have this and that and the other, along with the bills and the credit cards, you know. But wisdom is better than all of this, and understanding is too. Without these two, you cannot manage life successfully in God. Amen? Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 19. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 19. Wisdom strengtheneth the wise more than ten mighty men which are in the city. You see, you can be in charge of a huge city. Everybody has to come to you for your yea or your nay. But wisdom strengtheneth the wise more mighty men which are in the city. Hmm. Perhaps you should think about that. So wisdom ushers in strength to those who receive power from God. Wisdom ushers in strength to those who receive power from God. Hmm. Job, chapter 28. Job. Chapter 28, verse 28. Job, chapter 28, verse 28. Unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. The fear of the Lord, the reverence, the true reverence of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. You see, saints, those who continually participate in evil don't understand that they bring destruction to themselves automatically. They don't understand that what they have sown, they are going to reap. They don't understand that they are destroying their own lives through their beliefs, their thoughts, and their activities. They don't understand that they are their own worst enemy. Amen? But the reverence of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, that's wisdom. Amen. It is skill in making 
the application of thought, God's word, to action. It is the skill of applying thought from God's word into action. Without works is still dead. The Hebrews viewed true human wisdom as a gift of God stemming from a right relationship with him. In other words, you need a right relationship with God if you plan to walk in wisdom. Yes, a right relationship with him. Not just any relationship, but a right relationship. You know, there are a lot of people wandering the earth that have said the sinner's prayer, and you still can't tell it, even though it's three decades later. Perhaps as we are transitioning into a new year, you will spend some time reflecting on this truth. You know, you can say the sinner's prayer, but if you don't allow Jesus to actually come into your heart, if you don't actually allow the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to break through that resistance in you, you need to find your way back to the foot of the cross. You got up too soon. You need to find your way back to the foot of the cross because you got up way too soon. You missed something. You need to go back and get it. You see, saints, a right and profitable relationship with God must be built. And each saint is responsible to interact with our God so as to develop such a connection. Yes. Since receiving Jesus Christ as Savior, you have been adopted into the family of God. But that's just the beginning. There's more, a lot more. How you behave towards God in part defines your connection with him. You know, some people think their relationship with God is just fine. They show up to church two times a year, Mother's Day and Resurrection Sunday, and they think that's just it. That's all they need to do. You and I know better. To tell you the truth, the pews and the chairs and the carpet in the church is more faithful than they are because they're always in God's house. Yes, I know what you're thinking. 
Amen. Respect, reverence, love, awe, obedience, and faith are keys in growing this most honorable connection. Most saints pay lip service to God because they need something from him. And it's okay to come to God when you need something, but there should be more to the relationship than just that. You know, there's some people God never hears from them till they're on their way to the emergency room. They're too busy doing what they're interested in. They don't have time to pray and study the word and listen to sermons and and read books and do all of that. They don't have time for that. They're too busy living their own lives, you see. But on the way to the emergency room, they find a way to call on God. Isn't that interesting? There are some people that don't call on God unless they've been arrested. That's right. They have to be handcuffed before they realize that they're still a God. Hmm, isn't that interesting? There are some people, they don't know God until their marriage literally falls apart. Then all of a sudden, they want to find him. There are some people that don't know God until they find out that they might have what's considered to be an incurable disease. Then all of a sudden, they, they want to find God. Some people don't remember how to talk to God until their child is, is in a serious condition. Then all of a sudden, they want to find God. Mm-hmm. You see, there's all kinds of connections here. Most saints pay lip service to God because they need something from him. They want him to do something for them. But Moses, Abraham, David, and Job each had a more profound relationship with God. You see, saints, this is not about religion. This is about relationship. Amen. So you can tell me, well, you know, I went to church last year. This is not about religion. This is about relationship. Jesus didn't die for religion. Amen. This is about relationship. Praise the Lord. We have the benefit of scripture to teach us these things. If we are always just seeking God for what he can do for us, we miss out 
on one of the most valuable opportunities of human existence. In Micah, Micah, chapter 6, verse 8, Micah, Old Testament, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. Yes, God has shown you what he expects of you, and it's good. You might not want to do it, but you already know what it is. And what doth the Lord require of thee? Yes, God requires you to be faithful in your marriage. requires of you. He requires you to be an attentive, loving, trustworthy, faithful spouse, not a whoremongering, adultering, lying, cheating, you know what. Let's face, you know what you need to do. God, our God says, oh man, that he showed you what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Yes, you're going to have to let go of that pride, arrogance, that haughtiness, that stubbornness, that rebellion, that rejection of his word. It's got to go. It's got to go. It has to go. Our God desires for us to be fair to all and just. To show mercy to those who need his mercy and to walk with him in humility. Humility? Yes. Humility. Humility obeys God. Humility obeys God. Humility obeys God regardless. Wisdom knows and acknowledges that God is always right. Wisdom knows and acknowledges that God is always right. God does not require our opinion. Our opinions are inherently flawed. I know some of us have too many opinions anyway. So remember that that trash receptacle out there on the curb? Before the new year rolls in, make sure you fill it up with those opinions. 
and left the sanitation workers taken away. Amen. Our opinions are inherently flawed. They come from flawed people who walk in the flesh. The mind of Christ is flawless. The proud choose their own way. The humble fully submit to God. Our God calls each of us to walk through this life not as fools, and many of us are well entrenched in foolishness, but as wise saints. Yes, that does mean that you're going to have to loose your grip and hold on the present foolishness in your life. Yes, it does mean that. If you wish to embrace the wisdom of God, you're going to have to loose your grip and hold on your foolishness, whether it's inherited foolishness or foolishness of your own design. You say that you want to be more like Jesus. Well, Jesus is not foolish as we can be. Jesus is our only wise God, our Savior. Jude, verse 25. Jude, verse 25. Jude, verse 25. Well, you didn't tell us what chapter. Well, when you get to the book of Jude, you'll find out that there is only one chapter. Jude, verse 25. To the only wise God. Hmm. No other God is wise, just out. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. First Timothy, chapter 1, verse 17. First Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 17. Chapter 1, verse 17. Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Romans. Chapter 16, Romans chapter 16, Romans chapter 16, verse 27, Romans chapter 16, verse 27, 
to God only wise. To God only wise. Be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. James chapter 1 verse 5. James chapter 1 verse 5 James chapter 1 verse 5 If any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God Any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God You're going to have to ask God to get it That's right. You're going to have to ask and then wait for his reply. That giveth to all men liberally. God is generous and upbraideth not. He's not going to say you should have known that. But he might remind you that you already know the Ten Commandments and some more commandments after that. And it shall be given him. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and it shall be given him. How easy is that? Isaiah. Chapter 48, verse 17. Isaiah, chapter 48, verse 17. Isaiah, chapter 48, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. But you see, you've got to be willing to be led. And you must learn to follow in humility and obedience. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. But you see, you must be willing to be led, and you must follow in humility and obedience. Wisdom, or the lack of wisdom, can make the difference between success and failure. Wisdom, or the lack of wisdom, can make the difference between success and failure. God's wisdom operating in us will make the difference between victory and defeat in our battles. 
as this year comes to its conclusion, and each each saint should review with the Lord how we operated as his saint. As this year comes to its conclusion, each saint should review with the Lord how we operated as his saints. We should seek to review the past events from God's point of view and not our own. Too often, we think that our own point of view is the most critical aspect of a matter. But we are very wrong in this. We are very, 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 very wrong in this. God has and maintains his very own point of view in every matter. God has and maintains his very own point of view in every matter. It is far better perceive, to recognize, to acknowledge, and to surrender to his ideals than to continue in a flawed thinking and believing. It is far better to perceive, recognize, acknowledge, and surrender to his ideals than to continue in flawed thinking and believing, deceiving your own self. After all, we are here on earth to do his will, not our own. We are here on earth to do his will, not our own. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is God which worketh in you both to will, to cause you to desire and choose, and to do, to perform of his good pleasure. God is doing his part. What about you? God is doing his part. He is faithful. What about you?
verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus Christ gives us the example in this scripture of what to do when it gets tough. I just love him in this scripture. Because when it gets tough, he's already given us the answer. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus speaking. Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. What you're calling me to do, this is rough. It's hard. It's tough. It's tougher than anything so far. If thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19. Ezekiel chapter 20. Verse 19, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 19, I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgment and do them. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgment and do them. Live in my word, he's saying. Find your life in my word. Live your life. Make your life's decisions out of my word and obey my judgment, and do them. Don't just talk about them. Do them. Saints, this is a time to review, to reassess, to reflect, to recommit, to remember, to rejoice, and to redeem the time. Wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Amen. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. We have some praise reports tonight. Let's get started. Gina has a praise report. She says, thank you, Father. You revealed our sin. Today you showed me that I have a spirit of envy in me. 
and I am still digesting this revelation. I'm sorry. Help me to be grateful, Father, and be not envious of others. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's already working on her. N.K. has a praise report. I keep noticing old things that we do and or don't do and wondered about it that accumulated in the realization that I've committed very bad sins against my husband and our marriage early on. In my ignorance, pride, fear, rebellion, and general attitude of I know better, I'd actually work right along with the devil to deprive my husband and I of key marital essentials. <clears throat> we have had this weird way we have had these weird ways of doing things as a result of making present decisions based out of pains from the past. Pastor recently told us to quit doing that. Thanks to God for uncovering issues. I don't know. I didn't know we're there. I am grateful for the conviction. Thank you, Jesus, for healing and restoration that come. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Waltman has a praise report. Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the twins that were born in Rio, Brazil, uh, premature, but they're in perfect health. Thank you for all that prayed for the mom. Praise you, Lord. Dana has a praise report. Bless the Lord for his mercy and revelation. I noticed a pattern in my pair of throw pillows that was very disturbing. So to the burn bin they go. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for opening my eyes to see what needs destroyed. Bless your holy name. And N.K. has another praise report. On Wednesday night, the Holy Spirit convicted me about hurting my husband terribly when we were first married. My words and actions stole from our relationship. On Thursday, my plans for the day were totally unexpected, changed by God's grace. With A.K.'s help, I was able to do a few special things to reconcile the debt of sin. K.K. was happy and felt peaceful. He appreciated and enjoyed the changes I made. I'm extremely grateful to our Father for lifting the burden I didn't know was there and for restoring sanctity to our marriage. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Dana has a praise report. I needed an important document, but I couldn't remember where I'd placed it. After speaking to our Heavenly Father last night, I left it in his hands and quickly found it this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Bless his holy name. And thank you, Father, because you are such a good, good Father. Thank you for the provision to pay off another bill. Thank you, Jesus. Bless his holy name. Now, bro has a praise report. I misplaced a check and contract I was hoping to mail, and knowing the post office was closing soon, was tempted to be anxious until I saw the postage stamp I had found to mail it, which said peace. So I found a saint to pray with me in agreement, and the Lord helped me to find them. The Lord spoke to me in the small, still voice as soon as I relaxed and praised him and found the check and contract right away. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Sam Owens has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for stopping my kidneys from bleeding. 
And please continue healing me. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful praise report from Sam. And all these are Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. And we just praise you. And thank you, Lord. You're going to show us all the nasty you want us to get rid of. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I can't wait. Now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord, for this word tonight. Now, saints, I have uh, all week I've been posting things in the chat room, and some of you have missed some of those things. You need to um, get on the computer and scroll up and find what what you missed. Amen? And I have uh, posted a sermon to recast. Even those of you that have already heard this sermon, and you've you've done it before, uh, it's time to do it again. Amen? I just posted it a couple of minutes ago while Brother Bill was blessing us with the testimonies. It's there waiting for you. It says recast, go to it. Amen? Go to it. You see, you've grown. There's things you can see now that you couldn't see before. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, yes, sir. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I lift to you the health of every person that is listening now. Let go, Satan, in Jesus' name. Let go. We break your grip and hold now in the name of Jesus. Loosen. Loosen now. Loosen now in Jesus' name. We declare wholeness over those kidneys in Jesus' name. We declare clarity in those eyes. Improve vision. No blurring. No cloudiness. No impaired vision. No impaired vision. 
Back pain. Oh, the room da. Runga da da brosale di dio siti shunda. Runa de dia kako. Rinda da bruka de dia. Join. Rude da brosa da dia da da bruka ba. Runda da bruka de dio sala de dio suturo ba. Sala da yo sanda rugu hushenda na niokunda da brisa da brike de dio sala da dia. Rinda da bruka ba 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 kushenda da brosa da dio sala de dio sala da rahai. Rinda da dio sala. Join. Rude da bruka da. Rinda la bruca di Didiele le riosso toro prete di Diosa la riossi ti dura. E shara riossurra la riossurra la riossurra sata la bre. Resa somebody needs to start moving around. Ricchi di rossulla la riossunde la bruca di Diosa la. Rude la bruca di Diosa la riossa la riossa ta la bruca. E la 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 riossunde la bruca di Diosa la riossa la bruca. Aha la riossa. E shara riossa la riossurra ca. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, knees, we bind spirits of idolatry, connections to idolatry, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ruda, rugo, toro, brishata, da brike. Lula, la diosunde, de brishata, da bruka, de diosula, la diosuda, da brishata, da brike. The blood. Urakaha. The life is in the blood. Runda, da brishata, da brike. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. Hala, da diosuta, da brake. Runda, da brake, de diosula, la diosuda, da brake, de diashi. Runda, da brake, de diya, de diosu, la diosuda, da brake, la diosuda, da brake, la diosuda, Ruka, de diosuda, da brake, ba, 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 gosha, de diosuda, da brake, la diosuda, da brake, la diosuda, da diosuda, da brake, de sele, de diosuda, orasi. Rada, da diosuda, la diosuda, the life is in the blood. Rula la diosunda da brise de rukuhura kisa da brise. Lord, I ask you to open those lungs up and fill them with your holy air. Ushe rede de diosunda. Rula la diosunda da brise da brise de diosunda de diosunda. Yarukuhula de diosata da brise de diosunda de diosunda da brise. Isha da da broka de brise da brise de. The eyes open to Jesus. 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 We give you praise in Jesus' name. We thank you. We receive our varied healings, Father, now. And we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your compassion, and your miracle. We thank you for your miracle. We thank you right now, Lord. Hallelujah! We thank you. For your miracles, Lord. For your miracles. We thank you. 
We thank you for your miracles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You don't miss anything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Area code 407, you're on the air now in the name of Jesus. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Hi, Dr. Sabrina. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're fine. What can we do to help you? Um, well, I'm 16 years old, and I was told about you guys um, by Clement, and he brought me here to this website, and very soon I was wanting to um, get baptism from you guys, and also I would love some prayer for and Brother Bill. Uh, all right. Well, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, ma'am. When did you do that? Um, I received him from um, when I got a conviction. Um, a lot of things have been happening in my life, but I am saved by Jesus Christ, Lord God, in his covenant name. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to lead you through a prayer so we can all be in agreement with you on that, if that's all right with okay. you. Yes. All right. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. And I ask you. And I ask you. To forgive me. To forgive me. Of all of my sins. Of all of my sins. And the sins of my ancestors. And the sins of my ancestors. I've done a lot of things, Lord. I've done a lot of things, Lord. That I should not have done. That I should have not done. But I ask you to forgive me of all of those things. But I ask you to forgive me of all of those things. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you are God. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you are God. And that and that my heavenly Father raised you from the dead. And that my heavenly Father raised me from the dead. And so I'm saying with my mouth. And so I'm saying with my mouth. 
that I'm asking you to come live in my heart. That I'm asking you to come live in my heart. And be my God. And be my God. And my personal Savior. And my personal Savior. And the Lord of my life. And the Lord of my life. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. I give to you, Lord Jesus. I give to you, Lord Jesus. My love. My love. My loyalty. My loyalty. And my trust. And my trust. I'm willing to obey you. I'm willing to obey you. And I ask you. And I ask you. To heal me. To heal me. In my spirit. In my spirit. In my soul. In my soul. And in my body. And in my body. I don't want anything to do with Satan and his power. I don't want anything to do with Satan or his powers. Or the things that he does. Or the things that he does. I only want you, Lord Jesus, and your holy power. I only want you, Lord Jesus, and your holy power. I ask you, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus. To cut me free. To cut me free. To disconnect me. To disconnect me. From everything that is sin and evil. From everything that is sin and evil. And I thank you for hearing my prayer. And I thank you for hearing my prayer. Saints, we've heard the prayer of this young woman as she's received the Lord Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior (laughs) to agreement. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, with the sword of the Spirit, we cut her free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, yoke, and snare of the devil. Every garment, in the name of Jesus Christ, every connection with the demonic realm, we cut her free. We cut her free. We cut her free from her past in the name of Jesus. Satan, let her go. Let her go. You got to let her go. You got to let her go. You got to let her go now. We break your grip and hold. We break your grip and hold. Is there any past religions that you've been in? No. All right. Father, we cut her free from her worldly ways. We cut her mind free from the world. We cut her free from every addiction to technology. All addictions to technology, we cut her free in the name of Jesus Christ. And we claim her right mind back into her body in Jesus' name. 
We claim her right mind in Christ back into her body. Take a deep breath and call from your gut. Not from your throat, from your gut. Have you participated in any sexual sins? Yes. All right. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I understand. I understand. That my body is a gift that you have given me to use to serve you. That my body is a gift to you, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Okay. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I understand. I understand. That my body. That my body. Is a gift. Is a gift. That you have given to me. That you have given to me. To serve you. To serve you. It is not my own. It is not my own. To do what I want to do. To do what I want to do. I may not use it to sin. I may not use it to sin. I may not use it to harm other people or myself. I may not use I may not use it to harm other people or myself. I may not use it to deface it with tattoos. I may not use it to deface it with tattoos. And I may not use it in sexual sense. And I may not use it in sexual sense. Forgive me for those things. Forgive me of those things. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cut her free from the soul ties of sexual sin in Jesus' name. I command those spirits to be bound in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command them to come up and out of her in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath and call. All of those sexual sin devils, you come right out. Do you have any tattoos? No. Oh, good. Keep it that way. Do you have a boyfriend? No. Did you have a boyfriend? Yes. Okay, well, boyfriends have to keep their hands to themselves. Yes, ma'am. You know you know what I mean by that? Yes. <laughs> and you have to keep your hands to yourself, too. Yes. Boyfriends have to keep their clothes on and their zippers up. <laughs> and you have to keep all of your clothes on, too. Yes, ma'am. 
You understand exactly what I'm saying, don't you? Yes. Good. You think you can do that? Yes. Good. All right. Father, in the in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you to cover this young lady with the blood of Jesus. We surround her with a wall of fire with your glory in the midst. Holy Spirit, we ask you to hover over her. Until the next time that we get to pray for her, we will all be praying for you, all right? And we bless yes, the Lord you. for you coming into the kingdom, all right? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You can write me at gproom at outlook.com. G okay, room at outlook.com. Okay, I'll be looking forward to your email. Okay, thank you. God, you're welcome. God bless you. You too, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Call again. Bye-bye. I will. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. That's a wonderful thing, Saint. We have to keep our nice 16-year-old covered in prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's, oh, my goodness. I forgot to do something. Uh, Let's see. What am I doing? Here I am. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, here we go. Amen. I forgot to do something, Jesus. Can you help me with that? Amen. Yes, sir, you are helping me. Amen. We are... For the last time in this year, requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley sounded the alarm over the FBI's recent statement decrying conspiracy theorists and disinformation after recent installments of the Twitter files revealed that the agents were in constant communication news in a re- in a response to several Twitter files installments said that conspiracy theorists are feeding the American public misinformation and said they are trying to discredit the Bureau and its agents. I disagree with that. That statement told to Fox News is disturbing because the FBI has allegedly attacked many of us who were raising free speech concerns and called all of us collectively conspiracy theorists spreading disinformation. It was highly inappropriate because the FBI has said that combating disinformation is one of its priorities. So it is very menacing thing when you have the largest law enforcement agency attacking free speech advocates. Turley is a professor of law at George Washington University 
who served as an expert witness during the former President Donald Trump porting around the Twitter files, Turley noted that the new owner has confirmed that the FBI paid social media companies to help them deal with what they call disinformation, which most of us call censorship, but also that they were in continuous communication, as were other, uh, other agencies, targeting specific citizens and specific posters to be banned or suspended, referring to disclosures from the files. That really does smack of an agency relationship that could violate the First Amendment. The FBI made its statement to Fox News after several journalists posted screenshots of messages showing how FBI agents communicated with top Twitter officials, namely about potential reports about Hunter Biden. Boy, that name keeps coming up. What I quickly put together is a pattern where it appears that FBI agents, along with former FBI agents within the company, were engaged in a disinformation campaign aimed at top Twitter and Facebook book executives as well as at top news organization executives to basically prepare them, prime them, and get them set up to dismiss Hunter Biden information when it would be released. Another email dated only last month showed FBI agent Elvis Chan forwarding a message from the agency's National Election Command post to Twitter regarding 25 accounts that were allegedly spreading misinformation about the upcoming election on November 8th. Days later, the FBI's San Francisco field office flagged four accounts to Twitter they believed may potentially constitute violations of Twitter's terms of service for any action or inaction deemed appropriate within Twitter policy. According to files released by the journalist Matt, that was shared by Musk on Twitter. In another disclosure this month, one Twitter executive appeared to express alarm over the FBI's pressure. They are probing and pushing everywhere they can, including <clears throat> by whispering to congressional staff, Carlos wrote in January 2020. Reports have indicated that a number of big tech companies have hired retired FBI agents and former intelligence officials. Twitter was no different, having hired former FBI general counsel James Baker, who was recently exited by Musk in early December amid reports that he was secretly vetting files that are accessed by Tabby Shellberger and other journalists. When reached for comment, the FBI also said those messages between the Bureau and Twitter show nothing more than examples of our traditional longstanding and ongoing federal government and private sector engagements, which involve numerous companies over multiple sectors and industries. As evidence in the correspondence, the FBI provides critical information to the private sector in an effort to allow them to protect themselves and their customers. But Turley, in an opinion, said that it is not clear what is more chilling, the menacing role played by the FBI and Twitter's censorship program or its response to the disclosure 
of that role before he called for reforms at the Bureau. After Watergate, there was a bipartisan support for reforming the FBI and intelligence agencies. Today, those voices have been replaced by crickets. As much of the media imposes another effective blackout on coverage of the Twitter files, he said. This media silence suggests that the FBI found the sweet spot on censorship, supporting the views of the political and media establishment. Now, sing. this next adjudication is long, but I need your patience and I need you to bear with me because you need to find out what has happened, all right? You've got a pretty good idea, but here come the specifics. And the parts I don't read, I'm going to leave that for you to read on your own if you so choose to. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning in November 2021, the chairman of the South African Medical Association, Dr. Angelique Coetzee, made a shocking discovery. The Omicron variant of COVID-19 was causing a mild form of the flu in South Africa. As a practicing general practitioner during the pandemic, she had seen plenty of Omicron cases and deduced from her observations that it led to a mild form of illness comparable to the common cold. But what does mild mean in the context of medicine? She explained to the German newspaper that according to the World Health Organization's definition, mild COVID-19 disease is characterized by patients who can be treated at home and do not require oxygen or hospitalization. In contrast, serious illness is defined by acute pulmonary respiratory infections that require oxygen or even artificial respiration. She went on to reveal that European officials had pressured her to deny this truth. European officials had pressured her to deny this truth, likely because it was not what the gene-corrupting drug pushers wanted the public to hear. Despite the pressure, she remained steadfast in her belief that Omicron was a mild form of the flu that did not cause hospitalization or require oxygen and was not an acute respiratory infection like the alleged Delta variant. I was told not to publicly state that it was a mild illness. I have been asked to refrain from making such statements and to say that it is a serious illness. I declined. Who were the mysterious European officials who pressured the chairman of the South African Medical Association to keep quiet about the Omicron variant's mild symptoms? She did not specify, but she did reveal that she faced criticism from authorities in the United Kingdom and the Netherlands. South African officials, on the other hand, did not try to pressure her into hiding the truth. It appears some powerful players were determined to keep the public in the dark about the true nature of the alleged Omicron variant. What could they be hiding, and why were they so eager to suppress this information? These are just a few of the questions that beg for answers in this intriguing tale of cover-up and corruption. She explained, what I said at one point, because I was just tired of it, was, in South Africa, this is a mild illness but in Europe it is a very serious one. 
That's what your politicians wanted to hear. These things were reported in several news sources on February 10th. In November 2021, 23% of South Africa's population was fully vaccinated against COVID-19. This meant that the Omicron variant, which caused a mild form of the flu, only affected the unvaccinated population. Unlike the Delta variant, Omicron did not cause hospitalization, did not require oxygen, and did not result acute respiratory infection. However, these facts were being covered up by European governments, according to her, the chairman of the South African Medical Association. During November, South Africa was in the midst of summer, a time when mild flu cases are not typically severe enough to send people to the hospital in large numbers. Yet in Australia, another southern hemisphere country, Many people were being hospitalized with Omicron. The correlation between vaccination and severe flu symptoms during the summer months raises important questions about the safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine. This anomaly can be explained by the fact that these individuals were fully vaccinated and therefore more susceptible to vaccine-induced immune deficiency syndrome. The first reported evidence of full-blown VADES occurred in New South Wales from January 1st to 8th, 2022, among official government data related to the Omicron variant. In Australia, a cover-up, the published shocking figures on January 28th, 2022, that revealed a staggering case ratio of 10.72 to 1 fully vaccinated individuals versus unvaccinated individuals in New South Wales during the first week of January 2022. In other words, 99.5% of Omicron cases were in the fully vaccinated population, while only 0.5 of cases were in the unvaccinated population. But as soon as these figures were made public, the state government began manipulating them in an attempt to cover up the vaccine-generated catastrophe. The government's efforts to obscure the truth only served to deepen the mystery surrounding the true impact of the COVID-19 vaccine on public health. In the first week of January 2022, the number of unvaccinated individuals with Omicron in New South Wales rose from 2,775 to 3,552, and by the third week, it had reached 72,772. Meanwhile, the number of fully vaccinated individuals with Omicron increased from 108,056 to 2,067 and 381 in the first week, and by the third week, it had reached 438,255. This represented a case ratio of 202.5 to 1 between the fully vaccinated and the unvaccinated. However, the NSW government began manipulating these figures as soon as they were called into question on January 28th. By February 8th, the case ratio between the fully vaccinated and the unvaccinated had fallen to uh, 0.95 to 1. Mm-hmm with more Omicron cases reported in the unvaccinated population. 
This was despite the fact that 95% of the population of NSW was fully vaccinated. This blatant fraud by the government of NSW demonstrated that the health of Australians was not as important to them as selling vaccines. The government's actions made it no different from a profit-driven drug pusher, willing to sacrifice the well-being of its citizens for financial gain. The government's actions made it, oh, okay, I read that. This is just one example of the Pfizer-Gate vaccine damage cover-up, but it was by no means limited to Australia. The situation in Canada, the land of the moose, is also worth examining. The Canadian government employed a multi-stage cover-up to hide the truth about the impact of COVID-19 vaccine. Firstly, it is nearly impossible to obtain past issues of its epidemiological summaries. While the Australian government makes all of its past reports easily available as links to PDFs, the Canadians make nothing available beyond the current report. The only way to access past reports is through the Wayback Machine. But this process is extremely difficult and time-consuming. The Wayback Machine often fails to load pages, loads only part of a page, or mixes up information from different reports, making it a frustrating and tedious task to piece together the data. Secondly, the Canadian government provides cumulative figures dating back from the start of vaccination, which makes it hard to see the fine details of the current week's data amidst all of the other week's data, vaccination began in December 2020. To work around this, we can subtract two cumulative figures ending on dates one week apart. Thirdly, and most cynically, the government applies the European 2013 age standardizing mortality formula to case numbers and hospitalizations. This is outright fraud. As case rates are not affected by the age of the patient in the same way that death rates are, it is like trying to compensate for case rates by looking at how well people cook spaghetti in different age bands. It is completely invalid. The following table, which we don't have, uh, shows cases, hospitalizations, and death by vaccine status by week in Canada. Deduced by subtracting one week's cumulative figures from the previous week's cumulative figures, the rates of cases, hospital visits, and deaths occur 100K, deaths per 100K are then calculated using the population figures in column two. The immune vaccine efficiency percentage is calculated using the normalized case rate ratio formula of Pfizer. Hmm. This data excludes the 14-day period from December 4th to 18th, during which the data for December 11th was omitted due to its being prepared around Christmas. Aha! The data from Canada reveals an interesting anomaly. It appears that only the unvaccinated population celebrated Christmas, as the blue line representing the unvaccinated dropped to zero during the Christmas week before bouncing back above the purple line representing the single vaccinated. This could be due to Jesus protecting the unvaccinated from Omicron over the holidays, or it could be a statistical quirk. 
Until Omicron hit in December, the unvaccinated population, the blue line, did slightly better than the single vaccinated population, the purple line. This is because one dose of the vaccine does not cause vaccine-induced autoimmune deficiency syndrome. The double vaccinated population did better than all other groups until Omicron when it experienced a dramatic increase in cases, a clear indication of AIDS. This graph clearly shows the degradation of the immune system from 60% to 20% in just 10 weeks, followed by a dramatic drop to negative 9.88% in the Christmas week, likely due to the unvaccinated population celebrating Christmas more than the vaccinated. The immune system then stabilizes around negative 75%. In January 2022, an article was published using Canadian government statistics to demonstrate the progression of AIDS in the double vaccinated population. In response, the Canadian government manipulated its figures for the week from January 15th to 22nd in an attempt to disprove, disprove the existence of AIDS. They also deleted the PDF dated January 21st, which was used for the statistics in the original article. During the pre-Christmas week when Omicron hit Canada, the vaccine's efficacy, efficiency, I'm sorry, as measured by the normalized case rate ratio between the double vaccinated and the unvaccinated, as used in Pfizer's phase three vaccine trial, dropped from plus 23.8% to negative 98.8%. There was a negative 23.8% Christmas factor included in these figures, which then stabilized at negative 75%. This happened because the initial minimum vaccine efficiency against Omicron is quickly obliterated by the 4% reduction in the immune system of the double vaccinated population each week. Omicron uncloaked this immune degradation. However, for the immune system to recover and for the vaccines to suddenly become more effective against Omicron than they were against Delta in one week is highly unlikely and goes against what Pfizer's CEO, Albert Borlora, previously stated about the limited protection offered by the vaccine against Omicron. Ah, what a tangle web we weave when first we attempt to deceive. The Canadian government is asking us to believe in this absurd scenario, which is an insult to anyone with more than two functioning brain cells. This is the Canadian arm of the Pfizergate cover-up. Now, the German cover-up. On December 30th, 2021, Robert Koch Institute in Berlin uh-huh, released statistics showing Koch, I'm sorry, released statistics showing that in the week from Monday, December 20th to Sunday, December 26th, unvaccinated Germans were 8.12 times more likely to catch Omicron than those who had received two doses of the vaccine. This corresponded to an immune system degradation of 87.8%, and this was covered January 2nd, 2022. This data correlated closely to Australian and Canadian data from January and December, respectively, which also showed significant immune degradation in those who had received two doses of the vaccine. However, on January 3rd, the Institute announced that it had made a mistake 
and suddenly found 911 additional unvaccinated Germans who had caught Omicron. The Institute clearly rigged the figures in order to protect the credibility of Pfizer's and Moderna's vaccine. So once again, the same pattern is seen. A government stats department produces figures proving that the vaccines have become anti-vaccines and are seriously degrading the immune systems of recipients. But rather than hold an inquiry to determine how recipients can best be protected from these toxins, instead they just rig the figures. Ah, the Germans, being one of the more efficient governments in this world, rig their figures more quickly and more more decisively than most of their competitors in COVID. Wow. So in July 2021, we have the Public Health England. He wrote the Public Health England and Sajjad J.B., sir. And here are the PHE data from Delta deaths in the week from June 14th to the 21st. And he goes on to give all the stats about that. All right. Regards after his letter. Their response was to delay the publication of Technical Bulletin 18 until July. Woo, that's a long way. July 9th and change the frequency of publication to biweekly instead of weekly. This was a significant deviation from the practice of other countries, which consistently publish weekly reports. From then on, ah, from then on, Public Health England, PHE, figures never again showed that being unvaccinated resulted in a lower death rate than being fully vaccinated. This cover-up is a key example of the Pfizer Gate scandal. The appropriate action would have been to immediately investigate the relative benefits of one dose versus two doses and no doses. However, all of the data I've seen from various countries since then consistently indicates that one jab is superior to two. The reason for this is that one jab does not produce enough spike proteins to significantly weaken the immune system, while two jabs do. There is no data indicating that individuals who receive one jab will develop VAIDs. A common feature of all COVID stats cover-ups is that the initial statistics for each new variant are usually accurate. As the politicians have not yet determined their response and the technicians producing the statistics are not yet pressured to manipulate the data. However, these technicians are aware that their statistics show vaccines to be dangerous, but they do not share this information with politicians. The politicians are either too ignorant, lazy, or disinterested to realize that their own statistics are undermining their vaccine propaganda. As a result, they continue to push vaccines even as the data shows that they are causing harm. And when independent media exposes these deaths, they simply manipulate the statistics to hide them. The UK Health Association or something like that, oh, Health Security Agency, there it is, on October 10, 2021, an article claimed that vaccines were causing a form of AIDS. The article went viral and was eventually quoted by Alex Jones through the Reese Report and by Brazilian President Bolsonaro. Here is the data which showed the progressive immune system, blah, 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 on 
October 15, a follow-up piece confirmed the original article. Then on October 23rd and October 27th, two more follow-up pieces were published. The table of data from the UK Health Security Agency, before it was corrupted, showed the weekly decline in the immune system performance of doubly vaccinated individuals compared to unvaccinated people. This data was measured using Pfizer's vaccine effectiveness formula. We are using the normalized absolute ratio of vax to unvax case numbers to determine vaccine efficiency, just as Pfizer itself did in the supplementary appendix to their phase three clinical trial results. Okay, and then it goes on to talk about the vaccine's effectiveness, efficacy at 50%, and so on and so on and so on. I'll let you read that yourself. UK Statistics Watchdog goals uh, the replacement body for publishing misleading figures, which anti-vaxxers have seized as proof COVID jabs don't work. Over the past few weeks, the agency's data shows infection rates are higher in fully vaccinated adults compared to the unjabbed. Anti-vax commentators and campaigners have seized the data as proof that COVID vaccines don't work. The UK Statistics Watchdog is the Office of Statistics Regulation, TOSR for short. Yes, Ofstat told the UK Health Service Association that their stats were off. So the Director General, Ed Humpherson, wrote, to the UK Health Service boss, Jeremy Harries, on November 1st, 2021, thanking her for the changes she made and is quoted as saying, it remains the case that the surveillance report includes rates per 100,000, which can be used to argue that vaccines are not effective. I know that this is not the intention of the surveillance report, but the potential for misuse remains. The government admitted that the purpose of their statistics was not to allow the public to determine for themselves whether the vaccines were effective or not. In fact, their statistics should not even be able to support an argument that vaccines are ineffective. The director general candidly admitted the use of all UK health service data was exclusively to prove the effectiveness of the vaccines and that any government statistics agency that strayed from this line would be readjusted by TOSR. He defined the UK Health Service as a proactive propaganda outlet, a sales arms of Pfizer Incorporated, whose mandate was only to provide information for one side of the debate. No one in the UK could be expected to make an informed choice about whether to take Pfizer's experimental gene-corrupting vaccine when it was presented to them by a government as unquestionably affected against COVID. So here was the UK Health Service cover-up ordered by TSOR, which was the UK Health Service arm of Pfizergate. So now we have uh, the PHS cover-up, the Public Health Scotland cover-up. The red warning appeared after The Public Health Scotland figures were used to prove that vaccines increase the chances of being infected with COVID, being hospitalized with COVID, dying from COVID. If the PHS had cared about the lives of their fellow Scots, they would have halted vaccination pending its full public inquiry. However, they did not seem to care. 
whether Scots lived or died as long as they were fully vaccinated. But even that term was a total fraud as nobody received the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine who received the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine was truly fully vaccinated at all. If they were truly fully vaccinated, they would not get infected with COVID, right? If they were truly fully vaccinated, they would not need booster shots, right? Fully vaccinated people were simply duped, conned, or on their way to having their genes corrupted and their immune systems compromised. The one thing they were not truly, they were not truly vaccinated for sure. As for Public Health Scotland, to paraphrase Sir Winston Churchill, they were no longer in the business of public health and no longer represented Scotland. They were in the business of pushing gene-corrupting drugs through fraudulent statistics, and they represented the interests of American pharmaceutical companies, not the interests of Scotland or its people. The notes underneath Table 12, which you can't see, above referred to Appendix 6 of the report, which stated, Age-standardized case hospitalization and mortality rates are used to allow comparisons of case hospitalization and mortality rates between populations that have different age distributions. The 2013 European standard population is used to standardize rates. Notice that it refers to age-standardized mortality rates. Here is some of what it says. Age-standardized mortality rates are used to allow for comparisons to be made between populations that contain different overall population sizes and proportions of people of different ages. These are clearly age-standardized mortality rates. They are not age-standardized hospitalization rates, and they are not age-standardized case rates. There is no need for age-standardized case rates or hospitalization rates. And even if there were, these rates would not have been known in in 2013 when the mortality rates were calculated because there were no COVID cases in 2013 and there were no COVID hospitalizations in 2013. To apply a 2013 European mortality rate to a 2019 COVID case rate is a blatant fraud being committed by PHS and the Canadian government in broad daylight. Even if the UK Health Service does not treat its taxpayers with such studied intellectual contempt. The age-standardized mortality rates are a compensation method designed to account for age discrepancies and mortality rates between different statistical groups, such as groups with different vaccine statuses. They were merely corruption when applied to statistical groups who were not not. As mentioned above, one cannot apply a mortality compensator that does not involve mortality. That is fraud, pure and simple. It would be no less valid to compensate the case rates with how good people in the five-year age bands are at singing Whitney Houston. But if one does apply 2013 European age-standardized mortality rates to case rates and hospitalization rates, then, since the unvaccinated are likely are slightly younger than the vaccinated, it makes the numbers look better for the vaccinated. Furthermore, since neither PHS nor UKHS nor Canada provide data by vaccine status by age band, despite Freedom of Information requests, 
they can do what they want with those numbers. Mm-hmm. So this is how the PHS used this fraud to persuade Scots to get vaccinated. So that's how that went. Amen. So I'm going to just keep going. All right, let me see if I can find where the next one is. All right, we've covered UK and, and oh. Yeah, this brings us to the observation of Dr. Coetzee that Omicron is, a, is mild in the unvaccinated, 77% of South Africans in November 2021 and does not lead to hospitalization or acute respiratory infection in the Southern Hemisphere. The reason that European politicians tried to not only silence her, but also persuade her to say the opposite of what she had found in her medical practice was because she was threatening the basis for further vaccinations. She was actually announcing deliverance from a pandemic, which would be great for the health of Europe. However, the politicians were not interested in health. Vaccination was the end they sought, not good health. So she exposed their true motivation. Uh-huh. So their interpretations and warnings are outright fraud. Comparing case rates among vaccinated and unvaccinated populations should not be used to estimate vaccine effectiveness against COVID-19 vaccination. And on and on it goes. Okay, let me go to the next spot. All righty. Pfizer defined and calculated and claimed vaccine efficacies of 96.7% for one dose, 95.7% for two doses, using the very normalized case ratio that uh, the UK and Scotland instruct readers not to use. Hmm. This is such a wonderful thing. They were therefore instructing their readers not to use the correct definition of vaccine efficacy, efficiency. That was a fraud. Scotland went further in this fraud and represented that Pfizer's formula should not be used on their raw data due to unaccounted for bias and risk factors in different populations. It is true that any two populations, unless randomly chosen, will have unaccounted for bias and risk factors influencing infection rates, such as ethnicity, time vaccinated, age, etc. But no government department has ever compensated for any of these confounding factors except for the factor of age using the irrelevant and inapplicable 2013 European age standardized mortality rates. Cases are not deaths. One cannot successfully compensate for age and COVID case, case numbers using 2013 European all-cause mortality figures. All-cause 2013 European death rates do not vary with age in the same manner as 2019 COVID infection rates. Nobody in Europe in 2013 even knew there would be a pandemic in 2019, although some Americans and some Chinese may have known. Scotland was just getting set up setting up the less statistically-minded reader for a compensation fraud. (sighs) What these UK and Scotland warnings should say is that normalized case rate ratios are the correct way to calculate vaccine efficiencies. 
and all other figures in this report do not equate to this correct calculation are inaccurate to the extent of their disparity from it. Oh, here we are, the Danish cover-up. Here are the Danish figures, and I won't go into them because there are a lot of them. While the vaccination rate at the uh, midpoint of the 34-day period on December 8th was 76.83% fully vaccinated and 0.14% singly vaccinated, and 23.03% unvaccinated. So the case rate ratio between fully vaccinated, I'm not going into all, but therefore the anti-vaccine efficiency against Omicron in Denmark was a negative 68.6%. This was published on January 28, 2022. The response Staten Serum Institute in Denmark was to cease publication of their Omicron status report nine days later on February 6, 2022. That was the Danish version of the Pfizergate cover-up. Conclusion. In Germany, Australia, Canada, Denmark, Scotland, and England, the same pattern of events occurred. Uh, A new variant emerged, and the techies of the respective government stats departments did their job and got reasonably accurate statistics out for the new variant. Then we published an analysis of these virgin statistics, which had not yet been defiled by politicians. That analysis revealed the truth that doubly vaccinated people now had almost full-blown vaccine-induced autoimmune diseases, and therefore the vaccines led to more infections, more hospitalizations, and more deaths Then in the unvaccinated, the politicians were then told about these articles. So all government stats departments must be avid readers. Public Health England certainly wasted no time in responding to my email 24 hours later. I rang them to speak to their chief statistic whiz about their figures. The response from their public accountability office was to ban me from communicating with paid no attention to their ban, of course, because they're supposed to be the public accountability office, and I'm a member of the public to whom they are supposed to be accountable. So some bright spark then explained to the politician that their statistics defeated their drug-pushing narrative and destroyed the scientific basis for their snakebite genetic corruption mandate, not perhaps in so many words. The politicians then responded by instructing their statistics departments to commit medical fraud and cover up the death, disability, pain, and suffering that these vaccines cause. This was the international Pfizergate cover-up. We know that government statistics people bend the truth to order because Professor Graham Medley, the head of COVID modeling for SAGE, admitted as much to Frazier Nelson, yes. As Frazier succinctly declared, government statistics departments indulge not in evidence-based policymaking, but in policy-based evidence-making. Pfizergate was the cover-up of a multi-level, five-level fraud. Their gene-corrupting Trojans were a statistical fraud on top of a medical fraud, on top of a hospital administration fraud, on top of a regulatory body fraud, on top of a genetic fraud. I say to all those caught up in this five-level fraud, 
There is no wealth without health. Therefore, there is no economic security in corrupted health care. And I say to all those in mainstream media who were and are still sitting on the fence, this is bigger than Watergate. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Ed Dowd, author of Cause Unknown. Join me for an interview to share updated, slightly horrifying numbers about post-vaccine excess fatalities and excess disability claims. The short version of that conversation is that each day in America, there are about 2,500 excess deaths and 5,000 excess disability victims due to COVID vaccines. This means on average about 7,500 Americans are removed from the potential labor pool each day. Granted, not all 7,500 are currently working, but most of them theoretically could contribute to the workforce if they chose to. Our conversation goes way beyond the mere numbers. However, we look at the macroeconomics implication of this daily removal of 7,500 people from the potential labor pool and what it means for America's economy and military security, among other things, the decivilization of the USA. One of the more startling realizations in all of this is that the United States of America is suffering the early stages of a decivilization event, not merely a temporary bump in the road. That term refers to the dismantling of the critical complex pillars of a modern advanced civilization, rendering it unable to function. The sudden collapse of Southwest Airlines' flight schedule now being witnessed across the country is an excellent example of this. Here's an airline company that can hardly fly planes because it can't schedule its own crew members to show up. Reportedly, Southwest Airlines failed to invest in its IT system, and after years of neglect, the crew scheduling system systems have cratered. Now the airline has canceled more than 10,000 flights and may not survive much longer as a viable business entity. Southwest Airlines flight, flight attendants, represented by TWI Local 5556, call out the airline company for massive cancellations that are also leaving flight attendants stranded and blame years of neglect to technological improvements that would fix operational issues. The level or of rank incompetence that Southwest Airlines demonstrates here is also widely demonstrated by banks, government offices, utility companies, and many other service providers. But many people miss the reasons behind it all. One of the primary reasons is that the COVID vaccine is removing competent, experienced people from the workforce by killing or injuring them. In fact, as Ed reveals, the vaccine did the most damage among those who are employed. 2021 was a very dangerous year to have a job, as it turns out. As the Biden regime forced employers across the country to mandate vaccines for all their workers, many workers complied with the jab mandates and have since died or become disabled as a result. The fact that 7,500 additional Americans are suffering this fate every day points to not merely an economic recession or depression, but a decivilization outcome that risks ending Western civilization as we know it, forcing the vaccine survivors into an existence they hardly recognize. Ed says it's going to get very bad, but not all at once. 
the slow, steady erosion of the pillars of civilization will become increasingly apparent over time as another 2.7 million people are killed or disabled by the vaccines each year. And that's based on current rates of mortality and disability, rates that may become significantly worse among those who continue to take the mRNA jabs that obliterate their immune systems and cause their bodies to generate mysterious fibrous clots, which are not simply blood clots, by the way. Globalization is over, he declares in the interview. And that means the era of cheap, easy stuff is also coming to an end. The world we once knew where we could visit a local Walmart or Target store and pick up foreign-made goods on the cheap is over. From here, things are going to become a lot more expensive and less available. Rather than a global expansion into long, complex supply chains and economies of scale, we are living through the early stages of a global contraction and the collapse of globalism itself. The world is about to become a lot more low-chances, vanishing in short order, and this is colliding with the fact that the U.S. work culture is practically non-existent among younger Americans. They have grown up never expecting to actually produce anything. They are consumers, after all, not factory workers or creators of anything real. Thus, at a time when globalization is collapsing and when Americans are going to have to grow, manufacture, and process things at the local level, there's hardly any local work knowledge remaining that could accomplish such a transition. Those who know how to do anything, the working class of America, are being system systematically annihilated by the jabs, leaving behind the non-working welfare class who possess no practical skills and believe they are deserving of never-ending universal basic income subsidies so they can continue to be consumers. Their world is about to come to a frustrating end, and America as a whole is going to witness the ravages of the reversal of the globalization miracle that made goods affordable, readily available, and easily replaced. Part of the definition of a nation is the ability to protect power for the purposes of both defending your own shores and also extracting resources from other nations via trade, coercion, or otherwise. This has been accomplished throughout history under various empires, such as the British Empire and the U.S. Empire, Masters, the art of global resources extraction with its 1944 Bretton Woods Agreement and the positioning of the dollar as the world reserve currency. But to protect power, a a nation must maintain a degree of domestic industrialization so that it can manufacture mutations and weapons of war. This requires a long, complex supply chain of steel, polymers, oil, rubber, electronics, and the like. Most importantly, it requires a skilled and willing labor workforce that's able to work in munitions factories. No such workforce currently exists among American culture. Soy boys don't build bombs, and woke idiots can't run labs. In the U.S., the productive labor force is being disseminated by the jab. The culture wars have also sapped any last shred of work ethic out of the youth, rendering a generation of virtue-signaling snowflakes 
who are incapable of using their hands to do anything other than to play video games and masturbate. As a result, there's nobody left in America to run run the war factories. That is, until you consider the illegals who are crossing over the open border by the millions. My contention is that the DOD plans to recruit illegals to run the munitions factories because otherwise the United States has near zero ability to run the industrial manufacturing necessary to any real war effort with Russia or China. After killing Americans with the bioweapon, the Pentagon will recruit illegals to man the munitions factories. After having sent the vast majority of his supply of artillery shells, drones, anti-tank systems, and now even artillery pieces to Ukraine, the United States of America has very little left to defend itself against an invasion force from an enemy nation like China. Granted, the Pacific Ocean is a large moat, but given advances in the scale and efficiency of maritime transportation, it's no longer the formidable chasm it was in World War II. China has the capability to sail hundreds of millions of tons of military equipment to invasion forces that might assault the west coast of America. And China has the blackmail to force Joe Biden to order America to stand down its own military such as an, inva- such as an invasion takes place. The loss of the ability to defend your own borders is a part of the decivilization now accelerating in the United States. And the vaccine fatalities and disabilities only accelerate this alarming phenomenon. Combined with the anti-fertility effects of the mRNA jab, it now looks like the USA will be utterly unable to achieve a sustainable reproduction rate to maintain its labor force. The American people are being deliberately killed off and replaced by illegal migrants, and those migrants are both willing to work and capable of reproduction, two critical properties that are being stripped away from Americans via the weaponization of the vaccine. The end result of all this is not in doubt. The economic, military, and demographic collapse of the United States of America, a top goal of one world government globalist types who have long regarded the USA and its constitution as a thorn in the side of global domination. Thus, the positioning of the vaccine as a depopulation weapon is just one part of an engineered collapse event designed to take down America and terrorize the world with another set of carefully planned and previously simulated crisis events. You are being annihilated and then replace those who fail to understand the macroeconomic and geopolitical implications of the vaccine depopulation scheme are missing the bigger picture. It isn't merely about killing people off. It's about killing certain people so that they can be replaced by a foreign workforce that's still willing to run the munitions factories and sweep the floors. The robot takeover, after all, hasn't arrived yet until it does. The globalists are happy to make do with a migrant takeover, just as long as they can keep the weapons factories operating as long as possible. The vaccines targeted the most competent, the world first world professionals on purpose, and those people are swept out of the way. They will be replaced by obedient, low-education illegals who will be granted amnesty, then work permits, and then voting rights to help keep the uniparty in power as they engineer the total collapse of Western civilization. A process 
Ooh, I got to breathe. Now accelerated by day by the day across Western Europe, by the way. Note carefully that both Western civilization, that both Democrats, excuse me, and rhino Republicans, that means Republican in name only, are, in, are all in favor, favor of amnesty. This should be no surprise once you understand the reality of the replacement effort now underway. In summary, we are not merely watching genocide. We are witnessing the permanent rejiggering of the economic order by malicious anti-human Luciferians who celebrate death and destruction. Every person who takes another booster shot is inadvertently working on their behalf, by the way, helping to achieve their malicious aims. And to top it all off, the oblivious masses have no idea of any of this is happening, even as their own family, friends, and coworkers are being maimed or killed by the vaccines. The global vaccine holocaust is being carried out right under the noses of the ignorant, and thanks to CIA-controlled narratives across media and tech platforms who don't possess the mental capacity to question false authority are instead spellbound by it, and they will soon be destroyed by it. Ooh. Brother Marshall, it's that time of day. Indeed, it's that time of day. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, I think this is the right place. Did you put your hand up yet, Brother Marshall? I forgot what you told me here. What did you tell me? Did you put your hand up yet? Amen. I'm still looking for that, if you did. Okay, I'm going to try. What did you tell me? Here, let's try this. I think maybe you found me. I found you. You are found. okay. Okay, well, I'm trying to figure out this new little device here. I, I prefer to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus than all the other nonsense. But we are have to, we do have to be aware. I, I really appreciate all those people like Pat Holiday and you, Sabrina and Brother Bill, and my bride, and many other people, many other saints that have pointed out that the devil's busy. He's a he's real, and he uses people sometimes to try and hurt other people. But fortunately, the Lord told us that if we do what he told us to do and cast all our cares on him because he cares for us, then he'll take care of us. And he says, as we learned not too long ago in Psalm 37, 11, but the meek shall inherit, not the anxious and nail biters that are trying to control everything themselves. And I have to know, I've, you know, I've, I've had to look in the mirror more than once. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of what? Peace. He made peace by the blood of his cross. We thank you, Father, for sending your son to pay the extraordinary and extravagant and amazing price to hang on that tree, to take our cup of cursing. For Christ has redeemed us, purchased us back. We're not bought with gold and silver and all that stuff that may be useful in some areas, but not to get to heaven. <laughs> you can't pay your way to heaven with, uh, you know, gold uh, this or, or whatever, whether, no matter what country it comes from, is not going to get us to heaven, whether it's from South Africa or from Switzerland or from England or any other country, not to mention the United States. The only way to heaven is by the precious, precious, sinless blood of the Lamb. 
What? No, you're not. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. is in you. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I didn't deserve it. None of us deserved it. I wasn't even interested. I was kind of like those other hapless people. So we pray for those who despitefully use us. Lord, ask you to save those that can be saved. Saul of Tarsus was a very religious man. He studied his scriptures. He knew a lot of stuff. He studied under Gamaliel. He knew a lot of stuff, but he didn't. He knew the, he knew the book, but he didn't know the author real well. He hadn't gazed into his eyes and put his head on his breast like John did, meeting next to Jesus at the Last Supper or whatever. Who's going to betray you, Lord? Well, why would anybody betray Jesus? Because some people are controlled by covetousness. He says that in Ephesians 5, 5. The covetous might miss out on heaven unless they repent. In fact, they probably will. So, Father, we ask you to deliver us all. And we thank you that you're teaching us all. And we thank you that what you began, you're going to carry it on to completion. And, Father... All these extraordinary things that, that Pastor Sabrina has read about, which I've heard many little snippets of most of them, but not all the details. My goodness, how does Sabrina get so many details? It's, I don't know how she does that. But anyway, Father, you told us in, in uh, Daniel chapter 7. Here is Daniel, who was a nice Jewish boy taken out of his home, taken to a foreign land, but he wanted to worship the real God. The God of Abraham, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He wanted to worship the only true God, not the false God, not the God of the medical pharmacists or the, the sorcerers or any other God, not the God of many different cults. all kinds of cults. Not just the guy that went down to Guyana and had people drink Kool-Aid. You know, they all followed that, that cult. You know, they drank the Kool-Aid. They all died because they wanted to be obedient to their cult leader. But we don't want to be obedient to any cult leader, any person, because a lot of people are bowing the knee to false gods, all kinds of false gods. Not just money. Oh, no, all kinds of false gods. Well, Fauci said, uh, I'm science. Oh, is he science? Really? Mm -hmm. But, Lord, you said in Daniel 7, starting verse 9, I beheld to the thrones were cast down. Oh, by the way, you can look this up on the phony Bibles, not the King James. The Geneva might have it. I don't know. I've never really got a hold of Geneva, but I've heard that might be as good as the King James, but I don't know. But I've read a lot of them. I spent wasted 25 years in the NIV and the New King James. I found out they were off. The New King James was a little closer. But they all say that the thrones weren't cast down. But here it is. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, I beheld to the thrones were cast down. All those people, like the World Economic Forum, little prophet guy, Noah Harari, who thinks he's a god. Father, you heard what he said. You know what everybody's thinking, what everybody said. And you're going to hold him accountable. So, Father, if you can save his soul, I don't have any idea if you can. But you can do exceeding abundantly more than I can ask or imagine. But all those people, maybe some of the underlings at some of these different groups in the FBI and different places, Father God, that are, and all these different people that are juggling the numbers in all these different countries, Father God, in, in, um, in Europe and all the different nations and in, in the United Kingdom and in Scotland and, and in all these different nations, Father, there are people in the United States that are trying to cover up all what's really going on. Father, we think of a people like Ed Dow that's trying to get the truth out there about, hey, you know what? There's a whole lot of people dying. It's way off the charts. The people that have to give life insurance policies, they know what it's when it varies by 
2%, because that's a huge shift for them. But if it yields, but if it shifts by 10%, that's humongous. If it shifts by 30, 40%, that's like <laughs> beyond a tsunami. That's ridiculous. When you have the, the young working age people suddenly getting sick and suddenly many of them dying, that's not normal. But you said, till the thrones be cast down. Well, the thrones are going to be cast down, because you said so. Uh, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, the ancient of days. Who's that, Father God? The ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. The hairs of his head is the pure wool. And his throne, why is he on the throne? Because he's, he's above it all. He's king of all. But he gave Jesus that, that position. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels is burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came out from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. And the judgment was set, and the books were opened. Uh-oh. There's going to be a judgment day. I beheld to the voice of the great words which the horn spake. I, I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. It's concerning the rest of the beast that had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season at a time. Maybe that's where we're at now. Maybe they're just prolonging their lives just for a little time. I saw in the night vision, said, Behold, one like the Son of Man came. Does that sound like Jesus? One like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Hey, did Jesus go up in the clouds of heaven when he was uh, ascended after he was resurrected from the dead? One like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the ancient of their days, and they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion. Which does Jesus have all power in heaven and earth? Yes, there was. I think we posted that more than once in the chat room, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. That was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, not just the United States, not just the United Kingdom, how about China? How about Russia? Every nation, not just South Africa, every nation, that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. We know that when the supernatural touches on the natural, the natural kind of just falls on the ground and goes, uh. Daniel definitely was humbled by all the revelations you gave him in many different visions and dreams. But, Father, we thank you for the many things that you showed him and that when he and his fellows had to go run to you because they, didn't, they needed help, you told them what all these things meant, and you revealed to them what's going on. You revealed to them back there in Daniel 2, chapters 2 uh, up to and through 4 and 5, you, you showed them the, the visions and the things. That's astonishing because what? Are we living in those days? Because the king had a dream, but he didn't remember the dream. But Daniel had to ask God, because God knows what people are dreaming, too. He knows not just what they're saying, not just all their little secret documents. So the FBI is trying to track and trace and do all that stuff and control things, control social media, the, the Twitters and all that stuff. But God knows everything. You know everything. And we've been praying, praying about this, and you've been revealing it, just like about the Pharisees. You know, that some of them could look nice, and they got their nice religious outfits on, whatever it is, a, a collar turned backwards, and whatever. I, I've been in those churches. They're not all bad. Some of them have wonderful saints in them. Some of the ministers, even the, what are, some of them are actually genuine Christians, but not all of them. But you said about the Pharisees, you know, the, the ones that, that want people to notice them. And they don't really care about God as much. But you said in Luke 12, 2, Jesus speaking, there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. And you said over in Matthew chapter 10, verse 26, fear them not, therefore, 
For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. And Jesus said, what I tell you in darkness, speak ye in the light, which you hear in the ear, preach upon the housetops. Fear not them which kill the body and are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that's Matthew 10, 26 to 28. And you know what? Satan can't touch us if we belong to Jesus because Jesus has all power in heaven and earth. Fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's not Satan. That's the line of the tribe of Judah. When he comes to judge, and he's going to judge based on his word and based upon how we've re- reacted and responded to his word that's forever settled in heaven. That means me too. Help us all, Lord, to be ready. And our family members and all those who've interceded for Father, we ask for your divine intervention, adjudication. This so much that Sabrina has read through and so much she hasn't even touched on. You said in the last days there will be a great expanse of knowledge, Father. But you gave the knowledge that Daniel and his fellows needed, just to keep it really simple. You gave them not only what the dream was, but what it meant, what the interpretation was. And it's really absolutely astonishing. And and in Daniel chapter 2, it even seems to imply, maybe I'll just read a little of that, it seems to imply they're talking about this statue that the, that the king saw, and the toes were partly of iron and partly of miry clay. Does that sound like, oh, some of the stuff that they're coming out with these new AI robots and have what they want to do to human beings, to use a little graphene oxide and these things to try and change them so that they can control them with their 5G or maybe coming out with 6G? Isn't that nice? Maybe they've already got the 6G up and running in some places. They did a great job with that over in China because that's where 5G started, right in Wuhan. Isn't that amazing coincidence? And so it says in Daniel chapter 2, verse 43, Whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings, Shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. The people that worship mammon, the people that worship bow down and worship different false gods, including those of the Masonic lodges and all the rest of it. All these kingdoms shall, it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand, God's kingdom shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest the stone, which was cut out of the mountain without hands, and I think one of the saints is praying about her husband having an encounter with that stone, the rock of ages, because it'll cause us to humble ourselves or else it will crush us. We have a choice. We can humble ourselves and ask for his help. Boy, do I need help. You know, men don't like to ask for help. It's the little pride thing. Oh, I'm a man. I got it. No, we don't have it all figured out. For as much then as thou sawest till the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and the break in pieces, the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, the interpretation thereof sure. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel, which is not, not supposed to worship any human being, by the way, and worshipped Daniel, but he didn't know, and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. And the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is the God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, since thou couldst reveal this secret. 
and he hasn't changed. He knows what's going on in all these different situations. Father, we ask for your divine intervention adjudication. You've given Jesus all power in heaven and earth, and he's going to come to rule and reign. And we know we're in the last days according to what's written in Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 9. It's been the last couple thousand years has been the last days. But you're making it abundantly obvious with all these things that are going on. And I do concur that many of these things I've heard about, um, they go along with what we heard. This guy, Dowd, uh, used to work for BlackRock, which is not necessarily a glowing thing to say, but he apparently really cares about human beings. He's willing to stick his neck out there, as was that doctor in South Africa. The people, there are some doctors, some good, even the guy from BlackRock, there's some people in finance who are willing to stick their necks out against the, the, the financial cabal or whatever, you know, whatever it all goes back to, was it to the Rockefellers or whatever? Uh, is it right? No, no, to the Rothschilds. Well, Rockefeller's they were involved for a while, but he, after his ten heart transplants, he's he's gone. But um, but the, all these people, you know, they don't care about him. They just, oh my goodness, Jesus! They get body parts from where? Where do they get their body parts from? Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Save the children, Lord. She said, "Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered." We're all whosoever. So what does this say? What shall I render unto the Lord? Well, his benefits to me. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Why is that important? Because Jesus shed his, shed his sinless, sinless, holy blood, the only blood of the living creator God. He's the only true God. God the Father, Jesus the King, Jesus the Word, the eternal Word by which God thought it, Jesus spoke it, the Holy Ghost did it. So that's kind of how the Godhead works from what I've heard. I twist. What do I know? <laughs> I have my own opinions, but my own opinions aren't worth that much. If any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But I, what I do know is that there's a true God in heaven. He answers prayers. And Father, you said, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. He said, if you have a son, ask of you for a bed. For a bed, give him a stone. If you ask for a fish, we give him a serpent. Ask for an egg, we offer him a scorpion. If you then, being evil, and all human beings have been evil, because we have been from the from Adam and Eve, and they made that boo boo and disobeyed the one verse they were given. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more we have Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them than asking, boy, do we need? I need the Holy Ghost, Father. We ask you the four fourth of your spirit. You said in the last days I pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, even as you told that gentleman in Canada in 1961. Uh, what's his name? Will come to me in a second here. And I bind every spirit of vain imagination. I bind every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge you got to bring to captivity, every thought that brings to Christ. But you said, you said you're going to pour forth of your spirit. You have it in your word in Joel chapter 2, Acts chapter 2. You said, in the last days I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions, and on my handmaids and on my servants. In those days, will I pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And we know we're in the last days, Father. They'll give each and every one. And all those people in the different countries, Father God, not just not just in 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 kinda in Israel. Yes, we do pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father God. Not just in Israel, those poor people, so many people have been jabbed over there, Lord. But they've also made horrific mistakes in sacrificing their own children and the high abortion rate. Father, forgive us, Father. We didn't know what we were doing. Oh, some people did. But I didn't know. Forgive us all of our generational iniquities, Father God, and the personal sins, just like Daniel prayed in Daniel chapter 9. He prayed for his generations, Father God, that you would forgive him. Forgive all of us, because we didn't forgive our forefathers, 
our parents, going back at least 10 generations, Father, for each of us, Father God, because we didn't know what we were doing. And I thank you, Jesus, that you said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Thank you, Jesus, for hanging on that tree. Thank you for praying and interceding for us even right now. You're a very present help in time of need. Your blood is sprinkling the speaking better things than that of Abel. So, Father, we ask you to deliver us from all these plans and wiles and schemes of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, including using the people from the FBI and some many, many of the other three-letter agencies, the CIA and all these other agencies, and different places, not just in the United States, but, but all the other little three agencies from from Israel and from, from England and all that stuff. I think they work together hand-in-hand. Hand. Oh, we can't, we can't spy on our own people, but if you do it for us, then we'll spy on your people for you. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? Because they can't do that legally. But, but they, other, other people's uh, CIA types can spy on one another. They can spy on the other people's countries, um, people that are resisting the medical tyranny or whatever it is, and the fascism. That's basically what it is when, when a, when a uh, government – especially one that's illegally slid in there, put in there, not elected but selected. When when a government is in cahoots with corporations and they want to have a certain agenda to bring in, say, something like a new world order, um, perhaps they want to have everybody go along to get along, like with Klaus Schwab and all that, well, then, then that's fascism, and that looks like what they're trying to do. And maybe they're terrified because a lot of those people worship Satan. And we know from what Pat Holiday talks about with the real Bishop Kanko found out about that when Bishop Kanko was serving the devil before he came to Christian, before the Holy Ghost went and God, hey, you know, if you got a hold of Bishop Kanko, and you did the real Bishop Kanko, and you got his attention, and you told him you had to go back, you had to take a bath, and he had to go and go up to an Assembly of God church, you can get a hold of a lot of other people. And I know a lot of people are like, well, how are they going to ever get saved? Well, if you got a hold of those more than 30,000 Buddhists, whatever, and you got a hold of all those people from Islam, because they didn't realize they, they had been rejected by their father Abraham, and you could, you can. Take, take away that spirit of rejection by a father and all those other nasty spirits that's controlling people against their own logical will because that's where they grow up. They, thought it's, they think it's their own thoughts, Father. And you, if you can get a hold of Bishop Kanko, Father God, send the Holy Ghost to tell him to go to, go to the Assembly of God Church and you can change him. He didn't even know about Jesus. He asked about he, – he did talk to the demons, of course, because that's who was controlling him, and they controlled him by fear. Absolute fear. They didn't let them sleep much. They didn't let them eat much. Kind of sounds like what they want to do to the people in all the nations. They don't want to starve them. They want to keep them from being restful. They want to have them be controlled by fear. But we thank you, Lord. You've given us a whole different point of view. So Satan, you're bound. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. That's what it says now in Matthew. 18, 18, but Matthew 16, 19, we first bind the strong man. We bind the mind blinder. Satan, we can't see your but to all those and all the defendants, all the children, not just that as those in the United States, not just those in Canada, not just in Great Britain. But all, all the all the